3: with Tim Ironcow. It is old fucking official. All right, stop playing. Download and subscribe. Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Ironcow. It's cold. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's your boy, Farrell March in the building. I need y'all to make sure you subscribe and download to the podcast, Library Rap. Hip-hop interviews with your boy Tim Einenkel. You already know.
0: Jack Preston has just released a new project with producer John Bomb. Project is called The River. Jack Preston, welcome to Library Wrap, the hip hop interviews with Tim uh Jack, it's great to have have you on. Man, it's it's great to be here. Thanks for having
3: me, Tim. Right. Snow white jetted with the reds glow. Six by nine's real crispy in the rear view. it with a few crews, but I always been alone. And I come from the river. Yeah, Yeah, I'm rapping my village. I'm taking it with me. Yeah, that's how we build it. Yeah.
0: Big, bad, so you know, I got this. Obviously, you know, Andre that sent me the, the the publisher sent me you know, his squeeze of the pitch, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the subject line says Jack Preston channels, Outcast, Taoism and Black Team Empowerment. So right away I was like, all right, gotta gotta check this guy out. <laughs> yeah. Uh this is great. Um and then I you know, I do a deep dive into your catalog. Uh-huh. and I think and I and I and I did and I and when I was listening and I and I text this right away to Andre and I said, He 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 does he does uh, you know, he sounds like Andre three thousand and big boy, but the very best qualities of them.
3: Oh, man, that's a, and, that's a nice compliment.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, so, and I'm like, all right, and, and, and you know, and we, we wonder about, you know, and, and it wasn't like, hey, this guy's copying, you know, copying outcasts, he's just like, he's taking the very best qualities they have and is and doing a great job with them. Uh, so I had to know, like, who are your influences? And, and also, why did you choose hip hop as your kind of, your, your way of expressing yourself in this art form?
3: Man, my influences, uh, they just really span across the board of music, art, culture, um, musically um, with in terms of hip hop, you know, I grew up on 90s hip hop. So all of the greats, you know, of the 90s, uh, Tupac, Snoop Dogg, Jay-Z, you know, Dr. Dre, Wu-Tang, all of those guys definitely influenced by them. You know, I came up in the um, the era where like lyricism was, you know, revered as the, the top quality of an MC. So, you know, I, um, you know, acquired a love for um, the, the dopest of lyricists and people who had their own unique approach and a unique style. And uh, those are the guys that really influenced me the most. Beyond that, you know, I always listened to um, you know every type of music that I could get my hands on, even at a at a young age before it was um, as much of the norm as it is now. So you know, again, like in the nineties, um, listening to a lot of different stuff, and so that uh, allowed me to have you know influences that would span from like um, David Bowie, and you know, of course, Prince and Prince and Michael Jackson obviously are, are huge early influences. And, uh, you know, a a lot of different rock guys, a lot of different, um, you know, blues singers, just, just really across the board. I just love music.
0: Mm. So, so why, so why, why hip hop? Why not? Why not rock? Why not? Why not RB? Why not? You know,
3: I think, I think it's because I came up in a hip hop era. Don't get me wrong. You know, I play instruments as well. And so I have, um, a love for rock, um, that's, that's. I can't say it's equal to hip hop but it's very close. I really really love rock and roll music. I've had a, I've had a few rock bands um when I was a kid and I was um you know listening to a lot of hip hop and listening to a lot of rock. I wanted to play in a band with kids but I grew up in a small town so there weren't really any other kids that wanted to play music, you know, in like grade school. And so it wasn't until college that I got to my, you know, was able to create my first band and uh you know we played a fusion of a bunch of different stuff. Um, But the the short answer for hip hop is I think that hip hop, just me coming up in a hip hop era, right? I think that that's what was the norm. You know, when I went to school, kids were talking about the latest hip hop, the latest rap, they weren't talking about the latest rock, you know, so I would go home and I would watch the rock and roll videos. But again, there weren't a lot of other kids that were into it. So I think that hip hop influence just dominated. And, you know, I don't, think I realized how much it was a part of my life until I started taking music more seriously and realized that I you know, actually had a pretty strong ability in hip hop just because I had listened to so much of it. You know, because I was just a kid that was in uh, my headphones uh, from a really young age.
0: Mm. You know, uh, so much of art is about uniqueness. And hip-hop has this, obviously, a long history of of artists trying mm-hmm. to sound not like other artists. Uh, you know, I think, like, right. DM's, uh, when I DMC on the show, he's mentioned, he's like, you know, when we were coming up, uh, if so-and-so is doing red, we wanted to do blue. You know, so to say something like that. So if someone's ask you, hey, you know, Jack, what makes you unique in this Music field, especially now, since you know, it seems like you know, every like everyone's a podcaster. Everyone could be a hip hop artist, right? What makes you unique? What is your response to them?
3: I think the the fact that I am a musician uh, makes me unique. There aren't quite as many, especially hip hop artists, that play music as well. And I think that it gives me a, a unique approach to songwriting. I think it gives me a different lens uh, to consider when uh, creating songs. And, um, it allows me to just go into a, a further range, um, than the average artist can and, and go deep deeper from a lyrical and songwriting standpoint. Uh,
0: you know, there's, uh, when you create music and, you know, you look at say 2015, your release of end of, uh, end of the future. And obviously this album, the river, uh, you could kind of tell that you were a different mind space. I mean, I guess that's not really a, a, an amazing perspective because everyone's always in a different mind space. But anyway, but <laughs> but you know, but you you know, you could tell it's it, it, there. There are two different albums that are have uniquely two different sounds. Um, yes. So in 2015, and this if I was interviewed in 2015 for the end of the future, I would have asked you, and I will ask you this: What was your mission with that album, and and what did you want? listeners to take away from the album in 2015?
3: You know, I think the mission with that album was about exploration. There was a lot of, you know, like plant paying homage to records that I was influenced by through like, you know, just digging for vinyl and that kind of thing. Right. So there was a sense of wanting to, for the listener to get a feel that I have a, I have a musical range, right. A, a wide musical range. Mm-hmm. And I uh, just really wanted to display, um, Display my talents through uh, exploration, uh, not have any limitations, and just present something that was fresh. Contextually, if you if you look at 2015 and you look at a lot of the stuff that was popular then and what was, <clears throat> excuse me, what was coming out, a lot of into the future was not of that sound, right? It was of just being in its own space, and so that's what I wanted to do is just uh, create a, a world that was unique in its own and not like. Um, Everything else that you heard, uh, but something that could give the listener uh, the ability to uh, to just go and explore something new. Yeah, let's
0: turn to the new the new album, uh, "The River." Um, For you, I mean. The title of the album and the title track, the intro, is, you know, The River. What's the significance of the title, The River, for you?
3: Um, Well, uh, first and foremost, uh, The River is a reference to um, the place where I was born, uh, this town in North Carolina called North River. And so that's the community that I'm I'm from. I guess, as a lot of rappers would say, the hood that I'm from. Uh, So uh, we call it The River for short, uh, just as like a slang. And so um, with the approach to this album, knowing that it's it's been a few years since I've released anything, you know, I do have a a, a catalog of uh, music, a body of work, but I knew that I was reintroducing myself to people. So I just wanted to start from the beginning, start from, you know, my origins. Also, just, you know, I haven't lived in North River in in a really long time, but just let, you know, let the people of, of, of North River know that, you know, I'm always representing no matter where I go. I'm currently out in Los Angeles, uh, far from home. But you know, I'm always representing the river. It also worked out as um, metaphorically in terms of just a lot of the things that you know I've been going through in life between the last album and this album, and the need to you know be like water, you know, kind of flow through life and not resist when there were you know kind of tougher things that was happening. And also be able to like celebrate that there's a lot of great stuff that's happening and progress is happening. Right. And I think overall, the story for me is that, you know, there's some things that didn't go quite as planned over the past few years. I didn't imagine that it would be this many years between making projects. Right. So I think I had to be okay with that as an artist and be okay with that as a person and just send a message out to other people who may have a similar story of, hey, I got some goals. I thought I was going to hit those goals like last year, you know, life happens, but as long as I'm, you know, still on my, you know, still on on top of my craft and still, you know, on top of my goals, I can achieve those. And so that's where I'm at. It's just really a celebration of, you know, making it through some tough times, but not being in a mindset of like struggling or a mindset of like victimhood, but just like a, a mindset of determination. And so the music itself is, is motivation music. You know, like I'm, I'm really um, inspired by like the drug dealer rappers. They, I feel like they make real, really good motivational music, but I'm not a drug dealer. So <laughs> I wanted to have something that like the everyday person could feel motivated, maybe driving to work, you know, maybe, you know, get ready to go out, whatever, and feel good, feel some, some music that they can relate to. Uh,
0: you know, this is your third, this is, uh this is your uh, third project with, uh with the, uh with John bomb, right um, yeah,
3: with John bomb, yeah, so we we got a we got a trilogy uh we said we said a while ago we said we said, a hey, you know we're gonna make a trilogy uh together, and uh you know we did it, it took a few years, but uh the sonica project uh end of the future, and now the river are all projects yes that I've worked on with John Baum
0: when you collaborate with him, especially for an album like the river, and, and what you just said about what it meant means how do how do you get him to i guess convey that with his beats
3: you know there's a lot of conversation with uh john and i i think that um when it comes to how we go about production uh sometimes he has an original idea sometimes i have an idea and we we kind of work our way to the middle of what we both like you know what we what we both think is dope there was a lot of um suggestions um I wanted the sound to be you know um more distinctly southern than maybe some stuff that I've done in the past, you know with him being you know like a bay area um producer, there's certain aspects of like those southern beats that you know we had to really kind of work work out and work through you know like the drums to to get the sound to be where where it is um uh, I knew that I wanted it to be drum heavy I knew I wanted it to be bass heavy. I wanted people to feel the beats, and so um, you know we worked it out, and you know we got it there.
0: Uh, the track "Go Around," um, you know, your flow on it and your ability—it really displays your ability to be able to kind of talk to the beat and use it to your advantage, as you know, not just lyrically but also as like use use the beat as that extra that the extra person in the room or the extra lyricist that you know is supporting you at the time uh, what were your thoughts when you first heard that beat and, and how did the writing process happen with the song
2: you
3: know um, John makes um, music that can be considered like cinematic universal love a seat when you're black when you're brief seat in the ground what you're playing when you're these come coming back like the waves in the sea river flowing like a show you might just go out A lot of it has, you know, very strong emotional pull. Um, and, you know, he he uses, um, he uses uh, melody really great. And so a lot of times um, when he introduces a beat, you know, often the melody that's built in will kind of suggest where, where the, the song, where the lyrics should go. Mm-hmm. So with this song, um, I had a concept in mind this line of, um, you know, what are you going to do? You know, how are you going to move? Like, you know, I kind of had that in mind. I didn't know exactly how I was going to sing it. Mm-hmm. And so when I heard that beat, it just clicked immediately. You know, I just started uh, just kind of demoing it out on like, what is it called? Like voice memos, voice notes, you know, just kind of freestyle. Just let it be be raw. This song in particular with the approach to the songwriting, um, I just really wanted to make sure that I wasn't like, in the rails, so um, I allowed uh, kind of freestyle melodies to take the lead, and then I kind of came back in and filled the words in after after the fact, after I knew what what melody and rhythm I wanted with this.
0: So um, we on is the uh, the record after the after go around, and you are you yes. are and I'm not going to butcher your lyrics as much as I I'll try not to, <laughs> but uh, you, uh, you you say trying to keep the tribe alive after five had left, and then. Uh, but then it ends with pass pass it to the kids so they know their worth. Um yeah. can you just talk about can you talk about one, the significance of tribe for you and Fife, but also the 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 what this verse means and, and what should we take away from it?
3: Yeah, um man with the tribe, you know, I often describe myself as being like, you know, kind of energetically and vibe wise, like, you know, a child of like uh native tongues and soul Aquarians and you know, dungeon family. And so, you know, I would consider myself a you know a modern day version of, you know, what um tribe represented back in the day. Um that line in particular was a reference to, you know, if you know the story of of, you know, Tribe Call Quest, you know, they had their uh their ups and downs while Fife was alive. But then um, you know, when he passed, um, I think there was a there was a, a really big challenge to, you know, complete the project that they were working on to keep the tribe alive. Right. Probably if it would have worked in the rhyme scheme, I maybe would have said after Fife had passed, but I just, you know, said Fife had left, you know. So that's really what that was a reference to. Um, and then also a reference to just like things in my life. You know, I I also, you know, have a, a record label, uh, which at one, one point in time, Uh, There was a band called The Dojo that was my band. It was a part of the record label as well. And, you know, we went through some of those similarities, similar uh, situations that A Tribe Called Quest and a lot of other, you know, bands and groups go through those ups and downs. So, like, you know, just in in general, what I'm doing is, you know, keeping The Dojo alive, keeping all the ideas alive, things that um, at one point in time seem like they may not may not have continued it wasn't guaranteed that I would continue to, to make music. And so being able to deliver something now and know that I got even more to to, to deliver, you know, it's keeping the tribe alive. Trying to keep the tribe alive after five and left. Took a lifetime just to find our wealth. To pass it to kids so they know they worth. Show them the future and the rebirth.
0: The world's quickly changing, must stay alert. I keep my feet planted deep in the earth. And pray for my sanity, navigate the distorted fantasies. You know the the, I, I was, the sequencing. I, I, I like to look at sequencing of an album, and and we if we go to Weon and and or, or go around and we on if, if you think about the sequencing of these two tracks, and it stands out to me because beat wise, they're both great, and but the there's two different kind of rhythms and styles that are going on with mm-hmm. the beats. Uh, I think there's like quote unquote a lot going on with go around and. Not much going on with we on but even both complicated' so I'm not trying to simplify any of these beats it's just they're, they're complicated in their own way right um, So why did you when you guys went to sequencing what, what made you say okay these two tracks should be back to back?
3: Well um, initially we on was the intro for the album uh, there was a there was a previous version of the album that we almost released um, actually right before the pandemic uh, happened started. And so um, we kind of took some of the songs back to the drawing board and uh, determined that we wanted to make a, a better representation of the intro um, and that we we actually wanted We On to be a full song because initially it was really just the first verse, right? And, you know, kind of think of it as an intro. But it still has that strength of an intro. Uh, it's still as strong as a kind of a, starting a record so we um you know eventually we're going to put um have our uh, vinyl printed and ready for the uh, party people right now we don't we don't have them ready but um when you think of it as a a and b side of a vinyl um that was that was really what kind of dictated that approach it's like we on is the start of side b um and so it is meant to um kind of refresh you as a listener uh, kind of reinvigorate you and be like, OK, wow, like I just heard like four or five good songs. Like, here's another good song. I'm ready to hear what, what's, you know, hear the rest of this, you know, so really hoping that it'll uh, draw people in and, and make them stay with it, you know, stay with the rest of the album because, you know, attention span is is, uh, is tough. And so to have people listen to, you know, 10 or 15 or 20 songs, you know, you got to give them some good stuff. Nice. So. Hopefully, we all achieve that.
0: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your
3: tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort.
2: There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery.
3: Command respect, respect. When I in room, I better come respect. Man, respect. This,
0: that, uh, this that, triple threat. Triple threat this, that, uh, you know, this, DJing, MCing, producing is the artist is uh, uh, J Lives Triple Threat, right? So, so what is your triple threat that you mention on Command Respect?
3: Man, you know, I always told myself I should be prepared for this question <laughs> but, uh, because I, I kind of leave it. I kind of leave it open. Man, I do. I do a lot of a lot of things, right? Like, um, you know. Some people will say jack of all trades right so um you know what i'll choose is uh production rhyming and uh singing uh but it, it could be a number of different things you know especially if you throw um if you throw instruments in there so I'm just, I'm just a triple threat, man. That's dope. No, that's <laughs> good.
0: I would, I, I would, uh, J-Live and I went to high school together. So I've kind of, uh, so, yeah. so when I hear triple threat, I'm like, all right, I gotta ask this question.
3: Uh, yeah, J-Live's the homie. He's, he, uh, he's definitely, uh, been like an OG to me, um, in, in Atlanta. And, you know, he's given me a lot of great advice around, um, you know, operating as a musician and a, and a businessman. So definitely shout out to J-Live.
0: That's dope. Um, uh, Picture perfect, I paid a perfect picture. Opening lyrics to pressure. Uh, obviously the same same lyrics as Tupac's opening to Two of America's Most Wanted. Uh what's the yeah. what's the significance of opening uh your pressure this way and, and the significance of Tupac to you?
3: Man, Tupac, I think Tupac was probably my first favorite rapper. I think he was probably he was probably the first rapper that I completely obsessed over. Uh, just top to bottom everything that he was doing, I was just crazy about, and so um you know it's funny, um a lot of times people hear my music, you know, they'll say that they hear outcast influence, but I rarely hear anybody say that they hear Tupac influence, which is is interesting to me, and I guess maybe it's a flow thing, maybe it's a tone thing, but um you know, I would say i'm I'm as equally influenced by uh, you know Tupac or even Biggie as I am, um, by outcast. And so it was just a, it was just a quick, um, just a quick little moment I love. And, um, when MCs tastefully make reference to other MCs, you know, like same way, like you tastefully sample, um, uh, don't overdo it. And I felt like that line also, um, encapsulates, you know, who I am as an artist and what I do, which is, you know, I'm a visual artist as well, but, uh, musically I'm really, you know, painting a picture for you. So, um, you know, entering the, uh, the picture of uh pressure, you know, I felt that would be the best way to kind of bring people into it. Um, in addition to that, that, that song in particular, I wrote in Oakland. Uh, so I wrote that in Oakland, um, I actually, the day of the recording, I still didn't have my second verse all the way done. <laughs> so I was like, uh, we were in Oakland recording and um, I think the session was like Sunday and I had like half a verse. So I'm like walking around Oakland and I'm having like my moment with uh, with Tupac. I'm like talking to Tupac. I'm like, Tupac, help me out, man. I need to finish this verse. <laughs> like, what's up? So I'm like walking around Oakland, just trying to just like channel Tupac the best that I could. And so... Uh, you know i felt like the like the second verse ended up you know being being pretty strong and you know felt really good about it so it was it was like kind of like a kind of like a spiritual thing you know and just like a you know spiritual connection with tupac and just like kind of channeling his energy into that song
0: that stuff um yeah I, earlier when we were talking about influence and talking about uh yeah, you know, why you know why why hip-hop or why why rap over rock or whatever um and the reason why i, I this is part of the reason why i felt like you could you could probably con- you could you could have conquered more more than just hip hop as a genre, but other genres as well. Because when we, we get to the song "Special" sometimes, uh, yeah. and what stands out to me about that song is that it it, it reminds me a lot of um, Most F's Umi says. Oh
3: wow! I never thought of that. But yeah yeah I can see that
0: and it's just like it was one of you know one of my favorite songs by him and and I try to sing it but I can't so it's like, we get out but there's a reason uh, but you know because 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 the way you on that track you there's a lot of there's like layering of the vocals mm-hmm. uh, the singing the, the smoothness you know it, it, that comes off um, and what's also stands out about the track is that it, it totally changed it', it it's, it's a totally different track than anything we've heard on this album so far
3: yeah, it's a little bit of a curveball.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so why, why, what was the decision there to change up musically and kind of what, you know, what were you, I mean, wh- why was this song, hey, I'm going to sing on this song versus I'm going to, you know, spit?
3: You know, if you listen to my catalog, you know, I have, um, you know, not everything is hip hop, right? Like I have uh, In the Land of Wanderers, the, the project that I did with the dojo, um, you know, my band and, you um, you know there's not a hip-hop song that's on there i think that um you know when i think of myself as an artist i just think of myself as an artist as a musician right like i just like music so i want to just make whatever i feel at the time and i think that there are artists that are out there who have that ability to do that and i guess uh they're their their brand kind of represents that, right? So you're like, "Oh, for real, hey man, he may be singing on this, he may be making a beat on this, he may be rapping on this, and it all feels natural." I think that earlier in my career, I probably didn't do a good enough job of like establishing one sound enough for people to be able to follow me into other spaces. I just did what I felt in my heart as an artist and I just like did everything right <laughs> so right now I'm focusing more on hip hop uh because um I want to you know I, I want to accomplish what I want to accomplish as an MC as a as a hip hop musician right um and so I want to make sure that I'm put giving my all into that uh, but I do know that as years go by I'm gonna want to explore other sounds again so special sometimes is like Just a little. uh, I don't want to call it a placeholder, right? Because it's a it's a it's a full composition. It's a great song, but it's just a reminder that like this project has this particular sound because you know John Bomb and myself we decided that this is the sound that this album is going to have. But I can do any sound. I can do any type of music. You know, I just need to get people on board with me to go on a journey. So that I can I can take people to all these different worlds uh, musically, you know. And you know, as I'm uh, getting people on board, I want to show them first and foremost how dope I am as a as an MC, how good I am at I, I am at hip hop. But I do want them to to go on a journey with me into other sounds. So special sometimes is just that uh, that reminder and maybe an introduction for people who may be new to to the sound that like okay, this guy's capable of other things. Also, uh, with it being kind of like a, I'll call it an and B record. Um, I I've always kind of joked with my friends and say, Hey man, you know, one day you're going to look up and I'm just going to make an R and B record and, uh, like, so you show you what my voice really sounds like. And I think that this is a song that's just, uh, displaying me becoming more comfortable with my singing voice and um, you know, more confident with um, what I can do with maybe some of the melodic things that I've heard in the past that I wasn't as comfortable uh, pushing my voice to actually do those things. So maybe I took like a shortcut or maybe I took a different route, right? I want to be able to go fully into um, you know, harmonies, melodies and harmonies um, and push my voice as far as possible. So um, yeah, that's, that's special sometimes
0: prior to uh you answering the question about the significance of the tide of the river uh and i think this is what obviously makes art great right is that we are the artist and tell, you know has his or her what the interpretation of what what the title means to them and then they are they allow us as fans and listeners to kind of come up with our own interpretations yeah um, so I wrote this question prior to you telling me what the river meant okay but um, okay. so the album the river um you know it, it it opens with the opening track the river and it closes with joyride uh, and if you think about for me when I thought about these two tracks I thought these are two tracks that are conveying that uh, Jack's journey is continuously ongoing uh, River you know being water being endless so to say and the joyride is you take us out of this art world into a different time right um, what was the significance of for us for you bookending the albums this way
3: you uh, you pretty much hit it on the head man like Yeah, it's (laughs) that's it's pretty amazing. I was just kind of basking in this moment, you know, as an artist, uh, you you kind of put intention into your art. And so when someone picks up on that, um, that's really what makes it all worth it. Right. You know, just any of it. So, yeah, um, again, I I think that this uh, this project is a, you know, reintroduction for people who know me, an introduction for people who don't know me. And so, you know, I did, I did want to start, uh, you know, at the beginning at where I'm from, you know, um, and, uh, there is a line in the intro, time is a river splitting image, like a mirror got across the bridge just to see, see a new beginning. You know, that's very much about like, you know, literally where I'm from, you know, there's people that are, we say they're, they're afraid to cross the bridge. You have to cross a bridge to get to like mainland. And so, um, uh, just, crossing that bridge to go on that journey to explore and, you know, go into the world and, and see who I am in the world. You know, that's kind of what, what that is. And yeah, joy ride is like, yeah, literally let's go on a joy ride. Like I got more that I'm coming with. If you enjoyed this, like, let's keep going. Like this isn't a, a, uh, a beginning and end in this, in this project by itself. Um, it's a beginning and, um, you know, let's let's do it. Let's make it happen. So I'm, I'm glad you picked up
0: on that. that's us do it, man. Uh, it's a great album. I, I really enjoyed listening to it, and, and I continue to listen to it. Uh, the new album is "The River." Uh, the artist is uh, Jack Preston. Uh, Jack, thank you so much for being a library rep. The Hip Hop Interviews with Tim go, I greatly appreciate it.
3: Man, Tim, thank you so much for having me. Um, please invite me back anytime you want. This has been uh, extremely fun. What's good, y'all? This is Breeze Bruin from the mighty Juggernauts and make sure you subscribe and download the podcast. Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Ein Hip hop
2: journalism on the highest level.
3: Fly like a Phyllis, diving right in it, breathing a Lego. Nothing left for me here. Leave in a devil. I know what I know though.